This podcast was brought to you by Good Episode Productions. Because sometimes an episode is simply good. Yeah, is it is it wrong to date Florence Pugh uh, for her money? I think that <laughs> if she's getting something out of the relationship in a transactional sense, then actually it's fine. Yeah. I've, as again, I've seen some... Um, I've seen gentlemen prefer blondes, so that's that's mm. how I feel about that's relationships. That's feminism. Yeah, because it starred um, uh, it starred Audrey Hepburn, who was plus size and beautiful. This is um, feminism. It did <laughs> not. Audrey Hepburn? It did not star. No. It did not star Audrey Hepburn. It's that. I am the feminist next, next door. <laughs> I I know. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I see Feminist Next Door, I'm filled with, like, the biggest indescribable rage, like, in my chest. She's the fucking... You know she's a Wall Street exec? Yes! Oh, I know. Really? Yeah, she she works in Wall Street finance. She did this big, long thread about how... Um, actually, Wall Street isn't why you're oppressed. It's some <laughs> other nebulous that. bank. It's... It's... Oh. It's, um, <laughs> it's the leftists that are coming for you. I just hate to see the picture on her profile. Stupid, like pulled smile. It's so edited. I just yeah. I does she? I don't get her. I didn't think it was her it. real face. And then yeah, not to be a misogynist on Maine, um, <laughs> but I just hate feminists next door. And when she says next door, uh, I could never afford to live where she lives. So not next yeah. door to me. I think we've got to add all of this. Um, we're now a misogynist podcast. Cornwall is bad. <laughs> Everywhere this... in South America is the same place. Uh, yeah, earlier George decided that every South American country is the same uh, because he's That's exactly just, what I did. He's a very offensive person. Um, we're an edgy podcast now where we make offensive jokes. Yeah, yeah. Let's, next thing we should do is get Elon on the pod and smoke a joint with him. I think that would be, unironically, that would be incredible. Uh, <laughs> I just, I can't imagine how it would be, you know? <laughs> I don't know what I would have to say to him face to face. I just can't imagine him being like a person, you know? I think the only thing I'd be able to ask him about is whether the uh, Azalea Banks Grimes threesome. I'm far more interested in Grimes. I would just ask him all about Grimes. I'd be like, hey, what's it like dating Grimes? How is (laughs) Grimes? What happened? She used to be a Stalinist. (laughs) What happened? (laughs) She was a Stalinist. Um, I don't think she was ever a Stalinist, but her like explicitly, but her like high school leavers yearbook quote was a Stalin quote. Oh yeah, <laughs> she's very normal. It's almost like if people do it for aesthetic reasons, it's probably not very deep rooted. Oh, can't be true. Nayano isn't here. I'm I'm going to be mm. strict. It's going to be really strict. Um, this is chaos configuration without without Janosch. What's going? <laughs> well, actually, I was thinking about this earlier because I always thought me and Janosch was the chaos configuration because we're like Funko Pop streams. And then when Lucy's yeah. not here, we're like the Dower Trio. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, when George isn't here, it's like the Bonus Squad. And I was like, what are we if Janosch isn't here? And I was like, maybe we're just Brexit. <laughs> Yeah, we... say, if Janos isn't here, we've lost our um, international collection. We've just mm. become we just become Brexit, which is it's wrong. Damn, we're free now from <laughs> Janos's tyranny. Janos is the imperial tyrannical rule of Janos as representing the whole rest of Europe. Janos has sometimes talked over me, so I think I think I think we're free now. <laughs> 
Lord Almighty, I am. Okay. Mm. <laughs> Who's going to nail their feces to the, the door? It's About already the there. Yeah. <laughs> it's already what, there. What, what, was it feces? It was something. 12 things. 12 rules for hating the I thought it was, church. yeah, it was like the 12 thingies. I thought it was more like 99, because then people made jokes like, I've got 99 problems in the Catholic churches, every single one of them. Mm. I don't know a huge... I'm going to be real, I don't know a huge amount about Martin Luther. Um, It's really funny that you were like, I'm going to be really strict, and I'm going to tell us all to clap, and then you said, let's clap, and then we carried on talking. (laughs) Well, I'm apparently not that good at being strict. Catherine Von Bora. This painting of her makes her look kind of like an alien. Who are you Um, looking at? Yeah, what are you looking at? Uh, Martin Luther's wife. Oh, uh, she hot? Uh, she looks like an alien. Ooh. I mean, that's kind of hot. She probably didn't. I'm pretty sure she didn't in real life. How do you know? I, I just think they didn't ha- quite have like photorealistic portraiture uh, in this, this Oh, this yeah. I mean, artist. she's really out of proportion. This is great. Have you considered that work. actually they could, <laughs> and this is just what people look like? <laughs> Imagine if you told, you commissioned someone to do a painting of you. Like, yes. <laughs> I'd be so fucking mad. No, but it'd be great because like your eyes like are it. actually like six inches apart and one of them's like two inches higher than the, the other one. Hmm. Right? Why is her head the size of her torso? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, sometimes people have big heads and you, you shouldn't be rude about it, you know? Okay. Martin Martin Luther was like, I love my small torsoed wife. <laughs> people used to shame him back in um, seminary school for uh, for liking women on the smaller torsoed side. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. But he doesn't care. He thinks she's beautiful. <laughs> I think that's very romantic. Mm. Well, everyone is just looking for someone who will love them despite the size of their torso. <laughs> 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 yeah, I've got a very small torso. Also, he was 16 years older than her, so uh, cancelled. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> also a massive anti-Semite, who wasn't in th- those days. Probably lots of people. <laughs> Jewish people. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay. I mean, should I bring us in? Because we have a lot to talk about this episode, I think. Yeah. I, th- I'm, yeah. I think so. Because otherwise I'm just going to keep scrolling through... Emraz's tweets and uh, yeah. you, you shouldn't do that. <laughs> no, I think it's this a bad a... idea. <laughs> okay. He's working at the pyramid tonight. Nobody knows how he built it. It's still secret. Four thousand five hundred years ago. Well-preserved tombs near the pyramids. It took about two million stones to build that pyramid. Two million stones. Pyramids took about twenty to thirty years to make. It's a long time, but if you think about the number of stones, a couple million stones in every pyramid, think about stones. What's up, gamers? (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) Hello and welcome to Who Watches the Watch, a Discworld reread podcast hosted by uh, three zen individuals who rotate slowly in time with the earth. Um, I'm your host, Charlotte, and I'm a misogynist. (laughs) (laughs) I'm your host, Lucy. And is there a Mr. Sogynist? (laughs) Andro- androgynist? No. <laughs> uh, misandrist. Hell yeah. And who are you? Oh, uh, I am <laughs> Wellness George, newly enlightened and released from my digital confines, which you, the sheep, are all enslaved to by uh, dopamine. I bring you joy. <laughs> this is what George is saying, uh, referring to leaving Twitter. 
Um, I am, I'm better um, than everyone who's on Twitter now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he has claimed moral superiority. Um, mm. We are without Yanash uh, today. Got a bit lost um, in the source this week. <laughs> no, he got. We cancelled him, and he got kicked off the podcast because he wasn't pulling his weight in the content mines. Um, <laughs> Yanosh Yanosh travelled to uh, a, a Danish uh, kingdom and killed a monster, but then he slept with its mother, and the yeah. dragon son that was born from him has now laid him low on the beach. You know, I warned him. I yeah. said, if you're going to go do that, you shouldn't. You shouldn't do that. You yeah. know, you shouldn't sleep with the monster mother. I told you, Yanosh, the, the wages of sin are death, and <laughs> you have re- reaped what you sown. Because Janosch said something to us in German and we committed a European hate crime. Um, And he can no longer. Yeah, we we couldn't handle it because of the stresses of Brexit. We were like, anyone who speaks a European language will be immediately um, uh, exercised from the podcast. Yeah. But on the bright side, Lucy's here. (laughs) All all non English languages absolutely verboten. Yeah. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I'm back though. So this is back. Welcome. Martin Luther had twelve articles. Okay, okay. <laughs> We're moving on from Martin Luther. Uh, yeah, welcome back, Luz. It's nice that you're back and your ear is attached to your head, presumably. Mm-hmm. No, it is. Mm. It is. Okay, that's good. That's good. To- <laughs> um, I can already tell this is going to be a wonderful podcast that people will love to hear. How, how's your mother, Lucy? Uh, she live, looks like Angelina Jolie and it's all gold. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on I'm... from Beowulf. Um, oh. <laughs> um, I will say that today uh, we read the second, almost like the second half of Pyramids, I think. Yeah. Um, it was like a lot. It was a way more than we read in the last two episodes. This was a terrible way to segment <laughs> the podcast because the first episode was like five pages. But... Um, it's fine. You can say that, because Janosch isn't here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we can bitch about Janosch. Mm. <laughs> Glasses wearing fucking... Glasses wearing motherfucker. <laughs> that guy dances. What a uh, dancer. <laughs> oh, what, what of our, our ghost host wears glasses and dances? Oh, imagine yeah. more no. than one of those. That'd be, uh-huh. that'd be fucking awful, wouldn't it? Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's just like so embarrassing. Um, I do, I do. Well, I will take this opportunity though because last week when I, well, when I was listening to the last episode, and you guys were talking about character names and like whether or not you pronounce the P, I have to side with Janosch on this one. I'm afraid, so I'm gonna be taking up his stance that you do pronounce the P. And also, the no, audiobook, you don't. And also, the audiobook for this book says Petracci instead of Tracy. But the whole point is that it's a joke that her name is Tracy. That's like the point. Let's stop being prescriptivist, shall we? I think it's not I a prescriptivist. They, it's a joke. I think I can. I think I know why they did that on an audiobook because uh, in an auditory medium you wouldn't understand sense. that there was a joke. It would just yeah. be called, she'd just be called Tracy, which mm-hmm. is fine, whatever. But I think it's funny that she's called Tracy. Um, it is. All right, Tracy. All right, Trace. How's your mother? Is your mother Trace? Oh, she's been at the source again. Oh, she even didn't oh. do her washing this week. All her clothes are caked up in the laundry basket. Oh, and with her hip like that. Oh. <laughs> this is really good. Makes me shudder. 
Um, so this week, yeah, we, we finished off Pyramids, and in my opinion, pretty cool book. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's a really good book. I was yeah. like, yeah, this, there's some, like, themes going on. There's, like, weird quantum stuff. They really do go into the into the quantum theory shit, like, pretty heavily, really. Pretty well, cool. I'll take a word for that one, because I don't understand it, but... <laughs> it's quantum. It's quantum. It's quantum. But, uh, yeah... I also think um, he really managed to like make quite a large and expansive story and then ties all of the main bits back together very neatly at the yeah. end. Yeah, yeah, no, it's like very well plotted, especially considering some of his other books like <laughs> that he did. <laughs> like, it just, ev- yeah, everything, everything just works and all makes sense and, you know, flows really well and it's just really well structured, which, yeah, is just incredibly different to like, sorcery and the other Rincewind books. Yeah. Judah is the Nigel of this book, though. Judah's much uh, more of a, a main character than I think Nigel ever was. No, Nigel's important. Judah's <laughs> sexier than Nigel, I think. Chidda, yeah, Judah's got a little bit of bad boy pirate he's like a, energy. He's a pirate. Well, he's not a pirate. He's in commerce, but, you know, he's yeah. got, like, vibes. Mm. He's a poor trader. <laughs> Speaking of which, I I will do a quick summary of the end of this book. I wrote it out beforehand because I thought it would be too difficult for me to just try and do off the cuff. Do you normally do no. them off the cuff? Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> That's the way to live, baby. <laughs> Listen, I... Yeah, I do. But not this week because there's too many bits. <laughs> so I'm just going to run through it really quickly because there is so, so, many, so many fun bits to talk about. <laughs> Uh, we open with Tefik and Tracy, who are outside the Old Kingdom, which has disappeared into a crack in the desert. Um, running out of ideas and unable to get back, they head to a Phoebe. A Phoebe? A Phoebe. A Phoebe? Is that an Ephebophile joke? Uh, I did not think about that until now. I've now only just thought I think of it that. might be. Technically, uh, it's a Phoebophilia. <laughs> a Phoebe. Oh, I mean, it is Greek, like ancient Greek. Yeah, which is like where that comes from. Mm. A Phoebe. Well, a Phoebe, yeah, is a young man of 18 to 20 years undergoing military training. So a Phoebe just means like a yeah. young man in Greek. So, hmm. <laughs> a little bit sus, that be... one actually. Bit sus. I mean, They'd it's a sort of a good joke, it. but like, woof. Um, yeah, so a Phoebe is fake Greece. Um, and they go there to find a geometry expert who can help them figure out what's happened to Jelly Baby. They run across some philosophers who are trying to do Zeno's paradox, and one of them is literally Zeno, um, <laughs> and hurting some turtles in the process. And then they head to the symposium Tortoises. to meet more philosophers to try and figure out what's happening. And then I wrote more like symposium. Meanwhile, in Jelly Baby, wow, the gods, the god, thank you. Um, this is scripted. Meanwhile, in Jelly Baby, the gods are fucking around, and everything's getting pretty weird. One of the tar clusters has got his dimensions all fucked up, and he sort of exists in a geometric time dimension where he walks through time rather than through space. He's yeah, flat he's Stanley. become flat Stanley. He, he's flat now, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Taklas, uh 2B and his brother, flat Stanley. Yes. Mm-hmm. Dios is having a mental breakdown because the gods are there and it's changed and he doesn't know what to do with that. The younger, one of the younger priests suddenly finds that there's like a bit of a power vacuum and he's never really in this unchanging kingdom had the opportunity to get ambitious before, but now he does and he decides he's a baby and he wants power. 
They throw some priests in the river because they are doubting the existence of the gods, even though the gods are there and they don't want to get in trouble. One of the priests narrates uh, the trajectory of the sun across the sky as it's passed between gods like it's a football game and it's very funny. (laughs) Dios gets mad because the gods aren't doing as they're told. Because everything people believe to be true is true, the dead mummies are coming back, Tepic's dad wakes up and decides to go break all the other mummies out of their pyramids with the help of the embalmers. Tepic goes to Symposium, but Tracy can't go because she's a woman and their brains might overheat. Um, He meets some philosophers and learns the sad story of the Phoebean Salt War, which is like the Iliad, but dumber. (laughs) They have to go to war because Jelly Baby (laughs) usually stands between them and now it's gone. Um, Their borders are touching and they have to war because of... Just inevitability. They're very good at it, too. Yeah, it's really funny. A geometer (laughs) called Pythagonal tells him that... (laughs) (laughs) Explains that the pyramids flare off any new time that congregate, that, like, gathers in the kingdom. So, actually, they've just been experiencing the same warmed-over time over and over again. Um, And the big one has rotated the dimensions, so they've sort of moved one step forward. So, width is breadth is time and stuff pretty cool uh tepic and tracy get picked up by chidder who happens to be there doing trade and he's got a big fancy boat that's not at all suspicious it's Mm. described as being very like shiny and as having a guilt complex (laughs) 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 spelled g-i-l-t uh chidder is horny for tracy um he's becoming more angry and imperious since they've left the kingdom even though Cheddar, Cheddar says a uh, disappeared kingdom is great for tax purposes, Tepic decides he has to go back. <laughs> After he has a dream where the original pharaoh tells him that the camels brought the valley into existence using quantum theory. <laughs> <laughs> Tepic decides that that's a good idea. What if he uses his camel to try and sniff out uh, the valley? Um, so he goes and steals his camel, which is called You Bastard, back. Meanwhile, the gods are causing chaos in Jelly Baby, especially Hat the Vulture-Headed God, um, and the mummies are all out, and they've gone to the oldest pyramid to try and break the original pharaoh out, but it's actually empty, and the door opens. It's not sealed. It's, like, on a sliding door. Tepic uh, basically makes his camel thirsty enough that it can travel through dimensions. He ends up meeting a sphinx and outfoxing it pretty easily before eventually ending up in Jelly Baby. The sorts and amphibians try to fight each other by both sides building wooden horses and hiding in them. (laughs) (laughs) It's good. It's good stuff. So good. The priests and dead kings all confront each other and we find out that Dios has actually been the high priest the entire time. Uh, since the very beginning and the first pyramid is his and he can go in it and wind back time so it can keep going indefinitely he just thinks that you know he's got a lot to do and he doesn't want other people to mess it up um the gods come to see what's going on tapic is back and he's got godlike abilities again and he parts the river in order to get through it he thinks he'll flare off the time of the great pyramid so he climbs it Um, And although he's good, he gets stuck halfway up. But luckily, his relatives, who are the dead pharaohs, they form a human pyramid and help him up. Um, Mm -hmm. He caps it with his knife um, and flares off the time. uh, And then the pyramid, like, explodes and does some weird dimensional shit and the kingdom is brought back into, like, the normal flow of time. Um, Things gradually become become more normal again. Dios has disappeared... Um, and they realise that Tracy is Tepic's sister, so she gets to become the king, and she's very good at it. 
Or possibly aunt. They're not quite sure. Yeah, but <laughs> most likely sister. Probably sister. Um, the new priest, who was the ambitious one from before, thinks that he gets to be the new Dios, but he's not as good as Dios, so he he's kind of upset, but he's told what to do now. They plan to build no more pyramids, but do aqueducts and get plumbing and update the kingdom. Tepic decides to ride off and go see the world. Tracy wants him to stay. Um, I'm not really sure how that ends. They, like, come to some sort of agreement. I'm sure if it's a, like... They have a little kiss. They have a little kiss, which... The camel describes as being chased. I don't know if we're meant to root for this incestuous couple. I don't think we are. I think Tracy's no. okay. rooting for it. Mm. Yeah, Tracy doesn't really mind. When yeah. she finds out she's a sister, she's like, this doesn't change anything. And he's like, ugh. Uh-huh. Yeah, he, she's, well, she's just like, this is how it is, you know? And he's like, no, I'm not really from here. I'm from Ekmopork, and I don't love it, to be honest. Um... <laughs> So we don't know we don't know how that goes really, but it ends with in the beginning and it we see Dios and he's been blasted into the past. Um and he looks at his weird snake staff and he notices that the snakes are actually holding their tails in their mouths. Um and he sees the original settlers appear in the valley and he's like, Wow, I gotta go teach them about pyramids and gods and how important they are because he's actually an Ouroboros and he has no beginning or end. He's yeah. just the constant high priest of the kingdom. So that's wild. Um and that's how <laughs> the book ends. Loop. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Well. It's a good book. It's a very it's good book. Pretty good. Pretty I conceptual. Enjoyed, I enjoyed this one. A lot. Mm. I've, mm. I think the writing in it as well is just really good. Like it, like it keeps improving book by book, but is just really good here. Like, mm. mm-hmm. like even with yeah. all the time stuff, it's pretty easy to follow. Yeah, and it's just consistently funny as well. It like manages to be sort of complicated, but in a way where you're like, this is interesting, and I understand it, and I'm also laughing. Ha ha ha! Good jokes. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many bits in here where I was like, okay, Terry, I can see you storing up ideas. There's a bit where um, uh, they're holding a tortoise. I think Tracy's holding mm. a tortoise and Tepic's thinking about how the gods turn into animals to cavort with women. And he looks at the tortoise and he's like, a god wouldn't be a tortoise. And I was like, okay, Terry. <laughs> yeah, Terry starts getting fascinated with tortoises. Yeah, he's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do more stuff with tortoises. They seem interesting. Mm. And time, mm. and the yeah, the idea of belief making things come into into existence, yeah, as a sort of force of its own. There was another bit where I was like, "This is a future book," and I can't remember what it was. Mm. Yeah, there is something. I like the names in this so much. I like that there is a young Greek boy called Auto Q. I think that's really <laughs> funny. <laughs> yeah. Like, I love I love everything in a Phoebe because it's sort of like it's like tangentially related to the plot really, but he just thought it would be mm. fun if we get to hang out in like bizarre ancient Greece for a bit. Yeah. Also calling calling one of the philosophers Ibid and then um saying, <laughs> Oh, you think you know everything, Ibid. <laughs> uh-huh. Most dumb, like fucking referencing joke, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> It's good. It's very smart, I think. Um, <laughs> they are pretty good. I mean, there's all stuff in here about um, like time and dimensions and 
all that sort of stuff. Oh, I know what it was. I know what I was thinking about. Um, he mentions about sphinxes existing in a in a different dimension, and it's not that they exist on the outskirts of Jelly uh-huh. Baby as so, but on the outskirts of like reality. And I was like, okay, so the next book is Guards Guards, and and mm. so he's obviously like, hmm, what if dragons in in dimension? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, and he's already had dragons as sort of things of people of people's imaginations in uh, the Color of Magic as well. So. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. But they're like, yeah, they're in like a in a fringe dimension in Guards Guards, which is sort of yeah. yeah they're all curled up on each other. He's like having fun with quantum. Yeah, he's got a real bee quantum. in his bonnet about belief <laughs> making things real. It's highly possible. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting idea. I always found that one really fascinating when I was, especially when I was younger. Also, like. I uh, I really enjoyed American Gods a lot. I haven't reread it since. I might have a different take mm. on it now, most likely. I, mean, I I read it like three years ago and I really enjoyed it. I mean, I've changed a lot in those three years, but <laughs> I think it's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I enjoyed it. I think it holds up, mostly. Um, yeah. Mm, yeah. I'm trying to remember some of the gender stuff. I think it's alright. There's a lot of horniness. Yeah, but yeah. that's just like Neil Gaiman, isn't it? <laughs> this book's pretty horny. It's sort of. Yeah. It's, you know, it's like carry on horny. And I'm like, yeah. I'm Neil's, sad Neil's is I'm... like, what if, what if a woman could just eat you with her vagina? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah well, like, what if? <laughs> It'd be pretty hot, right? I think so. I'm so upset that I wasn't here last week to talk about the clothes thing. Because they okay. have... Oh, that's kind of in this third of the book as well. But when they talk about like the concubines and stuff wearing like no clothes and stuff but it basically just turns them into like sort of sexless statues it reminded me of how it feels to watch love island yes yes no you're right everybody is like so conventionally attractive and perfectly physically sculpted and is always working out and they're always in like swimming suits and everything but it just Mm. turns it into the most sexless show on tv because there's yeah. absolutely no room f- for the imagination. There's no mystery to it at all. Yeah, there's yeah. no like eroticism. It's just like obvious and sort of it, it becomes meaningless because you're like, yeah, yeah. it's just flesh. It's well, just flesh. <laughs> I am I am popular broadcaster Dan Savage, and I'm pro- I probably say the brain is the biggest erogenous zone, <laughs> and then something transphobic. <laughs> <laughs> That's about all I know. <laughs> I mean, it's tr- it's true. He only thinks the brain is the most erogenous zone because he doesn't do any thinking with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, because like in this, she comes out and she's wearing like a big frilly red poofy ball gown dress, mm-hmm. and Tapic's like, "Damn, that's hot." Tapic's like, "Oh, my pee pee." <laughs> mm, I can't see her ankles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the it's the imagination of ankles. Yeah, you know, the hypothetical ankles, Schrodinger's ankles. Um, <laughs> Are they sexy or not? The mystery is what's arousing. Mm-hmm. Ooh, get a glimpse of ankle as she turns a corner. Um, <laughs> I can't help but uh, think of um, Milo on Trash Future keeps making loads of like stuck in a dryer jokes. Oh yeah, because it's like weird, weird like algorithm porn, um, mm-hmm. and like which is apparently why incest porn is really popular or like yeah. prevalent um, being stuck in things it's yeah but 
I can't think of a way to make a joke about it. So, <laughs> just aware that it exists. My life's funny, and I'm not. <laughs> okay, they, good they have stuff. a scene. They have a deleted scene from this book that's like Tefik getting stuck in I don't know a pyramid. The laundry. And Trace is like, "Oh, hi there, brother." I'm <laughs> 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 <And> back. <laughs> Hello. Um... <laughs> Yeah, we. <laughs> so fucking dumb. I fell okay. under a camel. <laughs> oh no! I'm gonna stop. <laughs> 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 mm, we have funny, funny, sexy moment where Tracy keeps talking about her work as a handmaiden, and the pirate who works with Chid has got like sexy tattoos and she's like oh interesting did you know that one's technically impossible this one is pretty good um and he finds this very humiliating <laughs> <laughs> and like well yeah and at the end when she gets all of the other people that she works with and then they like make him lie down and take off his shirt so they can like <laughs> teach lessons yeah. on his tattoos of people fucking that bloke's a walking textbook yeah <laughs> <laughs> do you think I haven't got any tattoos. We have a Patreon tier that I get. I get loads of scenes from the Kama Sutra tattooed on myself. If we yes. get to no, George, because we'll get it, month. and that would be terrible. <laughs> if we get a thousand pounds a month, and I'm covered in porn, <laughs> that'd be bad. It would be so good. It would be interesting. You'd never be able to undress in front of anybody. Yeah, you would. You'd just be like, "These are my sick tattoos," and they'd be like, "Ah, oh, pretty cool. How subversive." Amanda Palmer would be like, those are brave. <laughs> <laughs> Amanda Palmer invites me on a podcast to talk about my sex tattoos. <laughs> or other, she'd have to go back in time because she's already recorded her entire podcast somehow and now release it a year mm-hmm. later because that's how you do podcasts. Imagine if that's how we did it. I know, we'd have I so just, much spare time. Yeah, but we just ramble on so many things that end up being like current events. I'd hate to be releasing podcast episodes that we recorded a year ago. And we're like, I love to go out and mingle with my friends and share bacteria. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love to lick my friends. It's a great way to connect to someone. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. she said they're going to do like short, updated bits at the beginning of each episode so they can talk about like where they are now. Hmm. It's like it is. It is. It is a technic- technically a podcast, sure, because that's just a delivery method for audio. Mm. But I don't know. It's also not sort of spiritually a podcast, if you know what I mean. It's not the sort of typical uh, like format of the uh, typical way the <laughs> format is made. It's more like um, like a radio, a BBC radio for like you know when you get their podcast stuff where it's oh, like pre-recorded. Sounds. Yeah, yeah, it's more like that BBC sort of thing. Sounds. But I like incom- incompetently sounds. produced. Um, the last, the last BBC sound I listened to was like the news quiz, and he was there like destroying capitalism. I'm not on board with that, and I was listening to it like, ha ha ha. This is I funny. I haven't listened to it since Jeremy Hardy died. Yeah, mm. I liked, I liked Jeremy Hardy. I just good. think, I just yeah, I listened to it recently and the more i listen to it the more i'm like this the politics and this are terrible and i hate it actually yeah. mm, i used yeah, to like I it when like, i was younger same you know it's like like here's hugo rifkin his dad is a tory grandee and he probably only is a journalist because his dad is a tory grandee <laughs> yeah. and he's like hello <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, here's like some mild, mildly mild jokes about the government being kind of bad, but then also never. I don't know. They're all they're mild all part jokes. of the system, man. Yeah, yeah, mild jokes about the government being kind of bad, but then jokes about Jeremy Crobnin for the next <laughs> twenty minutes. It's like he's gone, guys. Chill. Why are you so obsessed with him? This was yeah. like yeah. I had I had a woman come into the bookshop I was working at, and I did tweet about this, but like she was in the shop she was like asking me where the fish shop nearby was and i was helping her out and she was like starting up a conversation with me whilst i was on the till and like she came over after a while and she'd been in the politics section and i hate our politics section <laughs> because it's just one of like robert peston's book because we keep getting copies of that handed in which is in some ways reassuring because i hope it means people aren't reading them and are just giving them to mm. the charity bookshop but you know she she came over with this like book about isn't politics ridiculous and she put it down and she was there like my daughter won't listen to me about any of the reasons jeremy corbyn is bad so i bought her a book i'm gonna buy this book for her that's about all the silly reasons he's bad and i was like ha 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 yeah uh-huh. <laughs> what does she want me to say to her i'm still confused what you want, want to be like oh yes i hate just terrible isn't he god i hate jeremy corbyn <laughs> it's just like yeah, yeah it is funny that you're buying a daughter your daughter a book she's gonna hate imagine what it would be like under job nip knob yeah <laughs> we'd all be eating uh lentils uh mm-hmm. and everyone would have to grow their hair really long <laughs> the only permissible uh, materials which you could wear clothes are hemp or taffeta. Everyone would be wearing Birkenstocks. Awful. Just sounds brilliant. <laughs> sounds like you, George. Um, I don't own any hemp or taffeta or Birkenstocks. Not yet. I just have long hair and eat lentils. <laughs> <laughs> Two out of four ain't bad. Um... <laughs> <laughs> he got me there, yeah. <laughs> what were we talking about? Um, we were talking about being sexy on a boat. Um, there's so much to talk about. <laughs> on a boat. We, we should leave, we should leave Chitter's awesome, cool pirate boat. I do like the idea of him trying to register in Jelly Baby for tax purposes. It's very good. Um, it is good. Incredible joke. I like very how good, kind of, Terry. like, awful he is. I'm kind of like, oh, okay, Chitter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, he's a piece of shit, like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a cad. Yeah, but isn't that kind of hot? <laughs> uh, maybe. I love to date people who whose ethics are at odds with mine. I'm like, yeah. damn, you think the poor should be crushed and starve? Uh, that's that's pretty sexy. <laughs> yes, pretty horny move. Pretty 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 horny to me. Um, so I highlighted this passage, which is mm-hmm. about all the gods that are coming back. Um, I love this the recurring thing of ha- of Hat the vulture headed god <laughs> just <laughs> appearing, hating his statue, the horrible, ugly statue of him that they have and they can't unload. Um, but I highlighted this bit, which is we think that we think we believe that the gods are wise and just and powerful, but what we really believe is that they are like our father after a long day. And we think we believe the netherworld is a sort of paradise, but we really believe it's right here and you go to it in your body and I'm in it and I'm never going to get away. Never, ever. <laughs> Damn. Which Harry, what... you good? Which <laughs> <laughs> is kind of true, you know? People, when people think of the gods, they often, like, can't envisage an actual godlike being, so they just sort of envisage, like, a really big person. Mm. Mm. That's kind of like a reverse of the ontological argument, isn't it? Like the greatest thing you can imagine uh, is God, and therefore 
God must be the greatest thing. I mm. may have got that slightly wrong, but... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't know enough to correct you, but... Yeah, no. every time I do anything, I just have to re-Google the word um, ontology and then be like, but what is it? <laughs> uh, like, I think the I think the ontological... It, I think it's not... Well, I suppose it is. Ontology is to do with being, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't that... Yeah. It's like, it's reality. It's like reality and existence. Because I did, I did do first-year philosophy um, of, like, reality. But who knows, really? Yeah. Mm. My brother, like... It's just like one night he was just turned to me and said, like, ontologically speaking, holes are parasites. And I was like, okay. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> He's right. I love I love that. That's really good. Yeah. Wait, sorry, um, what's parasites? Poles, poles. Have to function off something else. Cannot function on their own. Poles. Holes. Holes. In the ground? In a jumper? Oh, I was thinking of the film Holes with Charlotte Book. <laughs> No, no, the concept of holes. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah, it's it's a, it's an absence of something from a hole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not not a hole. Yeah. The hole is an absence in the hole of, of the thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Interesting stuff. Damn. What's pretty good? Ontology is that when there's ghosts. Uh, Ontology is like the way you have like the lingering effects of things um, stretching over time. Okay. Oh, is that what they mean? <laughs> yeah. They just but, like, keep saying on trash like, for I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> ghosts. <laughs> it's when there's ghosts. It's like constantly referring to things from the past um, and like the inability to move on. Like an Ernest Klein novel. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't understand. I think it's like, it's sort of like we're constantly referring to like the Second World War as like something which is now, you know? Mm. Mm. Like seeing yeah. everything as wars. I saw I saw like a thank you NHS sign and it was that like Churchill quote that was like never was so many owed so much owed by so uh, many to so few about NHS workers and I was like <laughs> they're not soldiers man troops everyone's the troops now everyone's yeah. the troops and we're happy uh, to let troops die so we'll this, let them die too this really has turned into like minus Janosch we've just become the British podcast. <laughs> I say, <laughs> welcome uh, to Britain. Welcome to Brexit cast. <laughs> oh, <fuck no. laughs> We're the Romaniacs. Don't worry, uh, we beat Jeremy yeah. Corbyn. We can get Brexit done now. <laughs> <laughs> We're remaining. Um, okay, so <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't so I just think the idea. You go. <laughs> I, I was just going to bring it back to the gods in this book. Yeah. Um, so if you've got something else to No, add, I don't. Keep going. <laughs> speak, speak now or forever. Hold your peace. Um, yeah, so just the way that the gods are in this, it's it's mentioned explicitly that Dios did, like, invent some of them at the beginning of the kingdom in order to, like, persuade people to study fine arts and stuff. Um, and now he's very pissed off because even though he's invented them, they're not doing as they're told, which mm. I think is pretty good because he's... I think he's just very interesting as a character. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm finding it kind of hard to... He's like a really good antagonist, but I don't think he's even... Like, he's an antagonist in the literary sense, but nothing he does in yeah. this book comes with any form of malice. No. Mm. You, can't, you can't really hate him. No, he's just doing his job. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like rather than good versus evil, it's like change versus the instinct to like cling on to 
the past and the the never changing nature of like the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, Progress versus conservatism. Yeah. yeah, and like he he will he will never let go of the past because he f- can't. Like he is he can't <laughs> literally cannot. Yeah. And it's like if when he goes back in time and he sees his staff, he thinks in his head he if he doesn't pick it up. Um, then he could just he could maybe be free of it and he's like the best thing is just not to pick it up but he can't resist because he has to go make it back into the same kingdom and talk about pyramids and invent the gods and go guide the people who he sees because he thinks that they need his guidance and so he can never escape it because he's in a time loop but also because his brain is in such a way that he can never act differently Mm. he has almost no memories as well yeah. The time kind of only exists as almost as a moment for him because it's looped. And he, he doesn't remember any kind of family or uh, personal life. He's just the same the same daily ritual over and over again. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, which goes back to him like speaking in the present tense at the beginning of this section. Um, yeah. Last week. That's that's really interesting to me. Just the fact the whole like Dios seem to avoid the past tense kind of thing and like the way he speaks mm. i just thought that was really like well done mm. it's very cool to me damn well done yeah <laughs> pretty good terry i just yeah it's it's very cool um they have to destroy the pyramids and symbolically move on from that sort of observance of the past in order to both move on as a society and like physically move on from that trap period of time which pretty pretty good pretty good symbology terry yeah (laughs) seems like some themes Mm. um i'm trying to look through my notes the issue is i don't think i put any of the themes into my highlights i think i just put like ha this guy's called auto (laughs) cue Yeah, well, I have that one that's basically from that section that's like, the trouble with gods is that after enough people start believing in them, they begin to exist, and what begins to exist isn't what was originally intended. Yeah. Yeah. Well, religions always change. Yeah, that's a classic Terry theme. And yeah, Dios having invented them is like, I thought he would be like a gentle sort of dude who's got this head or whatever, but instead they're like... Beasts. big scary animal creatures yeah. who are like out of control and causing chaos everywhere all the time yeah, yeah they're just loads of like dumb kaiju who just kind of rampage around doing whatever <laughs> yeah yeah I like when they have a basketball game and one of the priests starts narrating and then they throw <laughs> yeah. the priest in the river <laughs> it's just good, like um tepic coming back and him being like where are the priests and them all being like i think they're throwing each other in the river and he's like yeah that sounds about right <laughs> 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 yeah yeah and when um tepic's in a phoebe uh he talks about the Ephibian gods and he's like they all look like people which dios always seemed to be suspicious of because he's like yeah what do you do when they look just like big people that's kind of weird um mm-hmm. and they go around and they ha- and obviously the Ephibian gods are like you know greek gods so they just have all their personal dramas which yeah. you know egyptian gods have personal dramas so yeah okay <laughs> Sometimes. All the time, yeah. Sometimes you have a cum-eating battle. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. Your Horace and Set, that is. Who won? Um, Horace. Horace, yeah, because that's the bad one. Mm. He kills Osiris because he's, like, mean. I hate my brother. He hates his brother. It's a typical brother thing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> one of those brother conflicts where you, like, 
put his body into a tree and then you chop him up and throw him into the into the winds and then you have to go and get all the body bits and then put them together. God, I am constantly Ooh. doing that. I know, sibling relationships are hard. Um, imagine, a, imagine a foundational myth, if you will, where two brothers are, are part of it and then one of them kills the other. I can't. Mm. I can't think of a single other time that's um, no. cropped up, to tell you the truth, George. What if they're the same baby and they're split into two and then they become a werewolf and a vampire? Um, yeah. That would be derivative. <laughs> this was another thing about the recording you guys did last week. Apparently I don't know anything about the Bible. Because like, you guys were like, you don't know Joseph? And I was like, no, <laughs> listening to it. Should I know Joseph? Well, Lucy, you know I'm a dedicated Christian. <laughs> I live opposite a church. I can't not be... <laughs> The sort of knowledge seeps through the church into George's head while he's sleeping. <laughs> yeah, like a kind of <laughs> Catholic. Osmosis. I had a book of like, I had a book of like Bible stories as a kid, and I did, I did go do a school where they told us church stories. Yeah, um, I went to a Christian school, and I do remember the Joseph thing. I just didn't remember the dream part. They all like get mixed. I get them mixed up with David. Which one is David? David's like a son, and then he does some stuff. They're all like ah. sons of people. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Like <laughs> that most... is the Bible. It's just loads of sons. David's the one where his his brothers try and kill him, or is that, that Joseph that's, again? That's Joseph, I think. Okay. Da- David kills Goliath, but I can't remember much more. And then he becomes uh, king of yeah. Israel. Yeah, I remember that bit. And he's da- like, yeah. And then he wrote the song Hallelujah. Oh, and there was. I a thought it was Leonard Cohen. David <laughs> played. Yeah. It um, pleased the Lord. It pleased the Lord. You um, don't really care. Okay. <laughs> um, you don't really yeah. care for technicolor dream codes, do you? Is that Joseph? <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> that was in the Bible, right? They had the word technicolor. It's weird. Yeah. Archaeologists can't they explain like, it. Wow, his technicolor dream code, pretty cool. Yeah, also bees. They, they shouldn't be able to fly. <laughs> <laughs> The Bible says if you see Joseph, his he's got a really cool coat. If you think about a disco ball, it's a bit like that. That's what it says in the Bible. <laughs> it man, says about Pharaoh. It, it says <laughs> Bible's Pharaoh. It's pretty epic, man. Pharaoh is a bit like Elvis. Listen, we have a lot of fun here talking about um, Terry Pratchett, but do you know another bearded guy who wrote a great story? <laughs> 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 yeah, right, Tepic's kids. a pretty cool dude, but do you want to know about another cool dude? <laughs> Jesus H. Also- Christ. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would love to do like a youth pastor kind of thing, but about Terry Pratchett's books. You may have heard about Moses parting the river, but have you heard about Tepic parting the river? That pretty was a, cool. That was a very epic moment in this book, actually. Um, yeah, it was cool. Although it did. Yeah, all, the, cool. all the alligators like fall out of it. Crocodiles. Crocodiles. But yeah. Uh, whatever. <laughs> They're different animals. Nah. You're, you're going Big American, mouth. Charlotte. You called the tortoises turtles. Now you're calling the alligators the crocodiles alligators. Lis- listen, I just we, say words. We have only British words. Know. We are British now. This is this is Britain. <laughs> yeah, so- sorry, old chap. I uh, must have. Put my wrong brain in this morning. Uh, I dare say you're bloody dead. You see, it's women. They're getting educated these days and it overheats the uh, brain. I see, I see. Yes, indeedy. Um, Okay, the crocodiles fall out the river. Which I maybe did, which did actually make me sad because then the people of um, 
jelly baby do immediately start killing them all which yeah because they eat people all the time <laughs> yeah but that's just what they do it's not the crocodiles but there's a part. lot of them um i don't know they sound pretty evil uh tracy at the end gets a balcony so she can tracy gets a balcony so she can drop rocks on their heads because she hates them so much at the end i think if they just introduced hippos (laughs) to the environment then they would sort of solve the crocodile problem there are hippos you know they do exist in the same environment yeah no i know but they i think they do manage each other's population really but it said did say that there was hippos i know hippos fuck up crocodiles but Crocodiles can do it to hippos as well, but also they're competing for the same food, so you'll have less of both. The hippos are vegetarian. Fuck off, they're not, are they? They are, yeah. What the hell are the vegetarian. teeth for? Why are their teeth so big? Because <laughs> they're, they're really angry. <laughs> oh my god, just <laughs> evolving so enormous scary. carnivorous teeth, but for fighting purposes only. Well, Yeah, this is know, like the dinosaur like, thing, I'm, isn't it? I'm peace-loving I'm peace and vegetarian, but I can kill at an instant... <laughs> <laughs> but George's teeth are six inches long and we just accept that about him <laughs> it's very hard to wear and tear on toothbrushes isn't it's, it? I know it's also hard to close your mouth I have to buy so much Oral-B extra white every every month <laughs> it's, it's bankrupting me <laughs> just four normal podcast hosts except one of them has walrus tusks <laughs> 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 I think you're getting some scrimshaw done next month. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll oh, see. Yeah. I love crocodiles. I'm I'm very, very fond of them. I did go to Gatorland when I was in America. Oh, that sounds different. amazing. Do you get to go on one of those um airboats? I don't think so. We just saw like an alligator in a big, in like a weird alligator coliseum, just like eat a bunch of meat. And then you got to hold one, but it's like got a rubber band on its mouth so it can't bite you. Yeah, I got to hold a crocodile in Australia. Was it heavy? Mm-hmm. But uh, it was like, what, a foot long? They're kind of cool. They're really old. Mm. Apex predators mm. unchanged since Ancient. they began. Yeah, I mean, speaking. You don't need to change of... that design. Large. Speaking of fucked up animals, camels, am I right? What? Yeah. How many knees do they have? They just got like a bunch of knees. It's hard to They're keep all track. knees. They're all knees. But also, they're so good at maths that they can manipulate quantum realities. And they can oh, just yeah. flip through like hypothetical probabilities and then cause them to come into being. It's like magic, really. It's, well, no, but it's just, as Tepic says in this, he's like, magic is just like knowing which numbers to change slightly or to push at um, when he's a god. Yeah, it's Terry sort Ooh. of abridging the Asimov quote about technology and magic. And this, uh, Terry's like, maybe magic isn't real. Actually, they, this is sort of connecting to um, sorcery, no, not sorcery, to equal rights um, Simon magic. Yeah, where he's sort of working everything out as if it's an equation. Yeah, where he's like, is the magic becomes like the numbers at the center of the universe, and then that's sort of how you change things is by like knowing what the numbers are and what they mean. Yeah. Although in this one, um, there's no dungeon dimensions; they don't appear in this. No. <laughs> Which is good. Do they ever appear again? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. I, well, I was... remember there aren't any more Rincewind books. There's none. <laughs> yeah, well, he died oh, yeah, in Rincewind the is last dead. one he was in, so... Yeah, pretty sad. R.I.P. 
R.I.P. Rosewind. Mm. That from that good book. <laughs> from that from good that, book. Sorcery. From that good book. <laughs> from the good book, like fantastic. He's not in any other good books. Um, <laughs> Chitter sounds kind of like a slur. <laughs> <laughs> Well, posh, sounds like Cheddar. Yeah, yeah but um, Tappet continues to call him Chitty. Um, Chitty. Chitty? Do you think they ever had sex? Yes. It was boarding school. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think in that way. I think they just like jerked off in the same room together. Yeah. Orgasmed in company. Limp yeah. biscuit. Just like rinse win. Yeah. What else is in my... Sphinx. I like the Sphinx in this a lot. This is a good Sphinx story. Um... <laughs> It's just good that he got out of it by being such an annoying pedant. I think it's fun. <laughs> also because the, the Sphinx, Sphinx is, isn't very bright. The Sphinx is very dumb. <laughs> it has one riddle, and it hasn't thought about it since it came into existence. Tepic just doesn't care. He's not scared by it in the slightest. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's on a mission. Oh, he sort of stood there trying to answer the riddle and he's thinking like, yeah, I could probably take this Sphinx if I needed to. The boobs are too big, it'll put it off balance. Yeah, Yeah, it's like its bust is too large. Um, I liked also the Sphinx trying to decide what the terminology for its young would be, like whether it would be chicks or cubs. Yes. <laughs> it changes its mind. It's like uh, cubs, um, chicks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, At least it's not the chimera. Yeah, what is a chimera again? Is that like a lion? It's a, a lion with, a, with an extra head of a goat and a snake. Um, yeah, and it and breathes also, fire and flies. It breathes fire, and, yes. Oh no, it doesn't doesn't fly, but it breathes fire. And um, it just has a goat's head sticking yes. out of its back. It was Bellophon, yeah. I think. Bellophon and Bellophon? Um, Pegasus were the ones who killed. Yeah, he like thing. sticks a spear in its mouth and it melts because of the fire and then kills it. Yeah, pretty mm. metal. Yeah, it is literally. <laughs> um, and he try he tries to fly to Mount Olympus on um on Pegasus and uh, the god sends a bee in it. I think a bee or a wasp, and it stings. It stings ha- uh, Pegasus, and he falls off. I thought it was a horse a fly, but it could. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, I think you might be right. Some kind of wow, that's a insect. pretty lame horse. Um, <laughs> My horse can fly, but also get over it. <laughs> I mean, he falls in a bush and gets blinded, doesn't he? Yeah, he fucking bites it. Um, it's just really that sucks. I mean, I just wouldn't go and see the gods. What do you got to do? With them, you know. <laughs> well, he's related. Point? I think he's related to one of them. So he's going yeah, up to be like, isn't? please let me be one of you, Dad. Um, yeah, who, he does who that all fathers all, out of fathers. It's all father problems. All history is father issues. <laughs> yeah. Back in those days, you couldn't, you couldn't, like, you couldn't be a young woman just walking around without like a shower of gold coming down, and suddenly you're pregnant. Terrible. Yeah. Mm. Can't believe it's a golden shower in that story. Yeah. I still think about that. Can't even. Can't <laughs> even go. <laughs> The first golden shower. Um, <laughs> what the fuck, Greeks? Yeah, you can't even Greeks go near any bulls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a weird society. Karma's stored in the rain. Did <laughs> you have like institutionalized military Nazi? <laughs> golden mm-hmm. shower gods. <laughs> but they um they invented democracy, which yeah. is where. Everyone gets to vote, apart from women and slaves and people who aren't very intelligent or people who people don't like or... um, Foreigners. eh, Or foreigners, yeah. Damn right who says so. Bloody foreigners. (laughs) 
<laughs> we are a Brexit cast now. Remember. We yeah. are. Welcome back to Brexit. Commit cast. to the bit. I'm Laura. I'm Laura Koonsberg, and people don't seem to realise that I'm a Tory. Yeah, the number of people I've had to tell that she ran for a position as a Tory councillor, and they're like, "What?" I'm like, "Yes, yeah. no." The BBC, it's unbiased. <laughs> Robert Peston was a Tory in university, like in the Tory Society in university. I think shocking. Literally, no one. Oh, you know, Malala's in the Tory Society. Uh, yeah, my friend nearly knocked her down some steps at Oxford. Oh my god! My friend, oh, wow. my friend for some reason, went to Oxford. You'd have it. a really hard time of it after knocking Malala down some steps, even accidentally. Yeah, God, imagine if you accidentally killed Malala. What if you like, killed Malala? Taliban by couldn't him. do it. <laughs> you just like, oh, oh no, I ran over Malala. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sorry, Malala. Yeah, sorry. You shouldn't be a Tory. Don't, don't, don't be a Tory. Don't be a Tory. <laughs> this is what we were talking about at the beginning about this being a misogynist podcast. <laughs> Charlotte says she hates feminists next door. Um, All of them. Every yeah, feminist. Yeah, any feminist who lives anywhere near me, then I hate them. Um... <laughs> This is, this is a podcast solely for misogynists, and um, you just have to accept that about yourself if you're listening. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, it's like okay. they say in this book, if women attend the symposium, their brains will melt. The symposium's so fucking funny. I just, I love everything about it. It's so, it's so good. I, like, I love that. I like um, Aesop, Aesop being there. Oh, what's his name in this? Aesop. Aesop the terrible storyteller. Yeah. Yeah, they're just like telling the story of the um, Iliad, but just really shitly. Like some <laughs> and everyone's sort of drunk crying. Bloke in the pub. Yeah, he's like, and then what's his name? He had a limp, and then the other guy was there, and then when not, they got the woman, the she had a she had a squint maybe, but she was a, they thought she was attractive, but then the other guy came up with an idea, you know, um, or maybe it was was name, you know, the other guy. <laughs> the I think his limp. name began with a P or maybe an L. <laughs> yeah. This it's so funny. It's great. And like um, the guy who's there as a as a listener. Just the idea of that yeah. you could hire an attentive listener to hear you talk for hours and hours. He, he's like, just a nightline employee. He's a nightline <laughs> volunteer. That's emotional he gets labor, paid. actually. Uh-huh. He, uh, <laughs> I really like that because it implies that no one wants to listen to them because they're just a bunch of like complete idiots. Yeah. <laughs> Uh huh. Well, it says they all um, Tepic notes that as he listens to all the um, philosophers and people talk to each other that they are all just yelling a lot and no one's really paying attention to literally anything anyone else is saying. Yeah, which I think is probably accurate. The yeah. only good Greek philosopher was Diogenes because uh, mm-hmm. he just liked to wind people up. And that's and I philosophy. Think that's pretty good philosophy yeah. of being a really good prankster. Yeah. Like, what's up, YouTube? Welcome to my. Uh, newest prank channel. It's Diogenes. Your fucking boy. <laughs> <laughs> wank, wanking, wank, wanking in a barrel. Brackets gone sexual. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it'd be great to be a Greek philosopher, and you just like you're just like a weird dude who thinks a lot about like a specific area of stuff, and you just spend a lot of time having cultists who follow you and having people try and murder you but you also just get to chill you know 
I'm thinking of what it would be like to be a Stoic. Like, imagine being one of the first mm. Stoics and being like, actually, I'm not going to have any fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make myself deliberately miserable and not enjoy anything just so that um, uh, trailing off. I mean, it's not that you don't have fun. You, you just... You, yeah. you eschew, okay. you eschew um, Epicureanism. You, you eschew materialism which i guess does not make you miserable but most of the stoics seem to be really miserable yeah seneca i am looking directly at you they're just kind of rational skeptics which is you know <laughs> not what valid about dialectical materialism <laughs> yeah <laughs> very different mm-hmm. um, virtue virtue is enough it is the thing it's like people always talk about you know the, the great philosophers in the past and then a lot of, sort of like enlightenment figures it's like these people only exist sort of class of people only ever existed because they were weighted on hand and foot by society. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they had a bunch of like slaves and shit. Yeah, they had slaves. Like in ancient Greek ones, half the time like their wives were like hardly basically not allowed to leave the building. Yeah, being a woman in Greece fucking sucked. Yeah. Awful. Really awful. I love the idea of just being just having to sit inside and make a tapestry. And then sometimes your husband mm-hmm. would come home. I mean, they had their own half of the house, which must have been at least nice, just to get like a bit of respite from it. Just to have a bit of yeah. a break. Mm. You don't let out much. No. You don't You don't get to impose. No, your brain mm. would explode. Unless you're a hetaira. Um, but mm. you're like, you're like a, a, a really clever sex worker. I think I'd want to be a hetaira. This sounds sort of chill. Yeah, hang out. Drink. You know, compared to being like a wife, drink some wine, flick some wine dregs into a into a bowl. Mm. Uh, oh yeah. Listen to some like in- incredibly rotund man with a big white white beard, uh, sort of mm-hmm. sweating and talking about monism or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like actually, you know what? Everything's just one. It's just one thing. <laughs> You're like, yeah, yeah, man, that sounds about right. Um, if you're in a symposium, you get to recline, which is pretty good. Mm. I think we should all recline. Only if you're a dude. Bad for the digestion. Well, yeah, true, but like, who gives a shit? Um, <laughs> I like Pythagorean, Pyth- Pythagorean in this. Yeah. Uh, is very stressed about um, pi. Yeah. <laughs> He's really upset that it's not an not an integer. Yeah, he's like, why can't it just be three? Like, what? <laughs> I do understand that though. Why couldn't it just be yeah. three? What would a circle look like if it was three? Uh, <laughs> like a multi-dimensional thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I, I guess it's already multi-dimensional. Um, like a, I don't know. It's impossible to imagine, isn't it? Yeah. If we had the right base number system, couldn't it be three? Yeah, if we adjusted stuff. Because I may, I may be talking out my ass here. I think I am, and I don't have any philosophical training. But um, isn't math just a language of its own used to describe realities? Yeah. Can we just call pi three and then change everything else around that? Right? Does that work? Can that be done? No. Why not? <laughs> because, oh, I suppose because I it would be re- the the thing it's relative to would also change. Yes. Then not be yes. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you can't just change <laughs> like integers <laughs> because one isn't only one, but it's also the existence of a single thing. Um, and so, 
Yeah, you I, no, you can't. Do, you can't. I, do I realise that. that now. Charlotte, I I think you're wrong on this. I think I'm right. Sure, I don't know as much about maths or physics as you, but I think I'm I'm onto something here. Look, if we made our number-based system, um, like, it didn't go up by the same amount every time. (laughs) It it was in some way... uh, I don't know. I don't Um, don't know anything about maths. I'm talking shit. Okay. Yeah, this is destroying me. Um, <laughs> that would be better. I mean, <laughs> there is an argument to be made that pi is dumb because we should use um, tau instead, which is just two pi, because um, then it would refer to the amount of times the radius can fit around the circumference of a circle rather than the diameter. And this just helps for like um, other parts of maths where you're doing like exponentials and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know what those mm. are, and I'm not going to ask. Yeah, okay. let's move on from maths talk because it's e e to the i pi. Okay, I like and then maths. e to the i tau e to the i tau equals one. Um, I have a highlighted quote <laughs> that I really liked. It's towards the end. Tatsclip says it. Um, Tatsclip. 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 We're gonna. You said we're pronouncing p's, so I'm pronouncing p's from now on. My cat is now called Ptolemy. It, but it's like a soft P, Ptolemy. I don't believe. No. <laughs> no, it's not. It's a soft P. I've decided to. I've Greek. decided to put my foot down on this one. I'm deciding to be contrary. Okay. Um, <laughs> anyway, we want to get kicked off of our Brexit pro- podcast. Um, he's he's looking at the pyramid of like all the ancestors building up, and he's like, "What a workforce!" He said. I mean, the ones at the bottom are supporting the whole weight, and I was like. DreamWorks eyebrow. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> it's like, are they? Are they now? Disappointing. Way. I did like that they formed like a human pyramid. I was just like, ah, oh, pyramids, pretty good. Yeah. I want to see them do one of those mo- motorcycle display teams where they do an upside down pyramid, like on a motorbike. Yeah, they do some like wing walking. Yeah, because you know, pyramids pretty good shape. It's like all filtering to a point. And- Tapics like all the history and all everything is filtering down to me, and it's like oh, pyramids everywhere. Um, have you seen the documentary Cheer? What if the what if the <laughs> mummies did the routine from Cheer? That would be good. Cheer. Yeah, the cheerleading documentary. Oh. Um, okay, it's pretty wild, and I think it'd be cool. I've had an idea. You know, okay. last week we were talking about like pyramids keeping razors sharp. Mm. Yeah. Well, and um, then I was thinking about. The also finding like preserved uh, animals, particularly cats, in the walls of pubs. Shall mm. we? Shall we start selling small model pubs that keep your razors sharp? Ooh, and also <laughs> keep your cat dry. Oh, it's, it's a more um... British version of a pyramid because pyramids are a bit foreign, you know. Yeah, like we we have one invention in architecture in Britain, and that's the trilithon and. The, the the modern Weatherspoons conversion of an old old theatre or warehouse. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it, so I, I think I think this would be more appropriate for our newly pro Brexit podcast <laughs> <laughs> that we sell small model um, the moon underwater or something Weatherspoons. Um, I mean we could just like as a collector's item or yeah. explicitly for for razor blades. Both for keep for keeping your razor blade sharp because it's really can you put your can you put your head in it and it keep your thoughts sharp if we made them big enough yes Mm. what if we sold weather spoons 
I'd love to sell <laughs> just like just like life size replicas. So like a building that's new. That's With a, a whole staff and like a stock of drinks and food as well. Um. Yeah. Hmm. Could we promote Conservative Party politicians inside the Weatherspoons for some reason? <laughs> well, if you want to, yeah. Cool. This sounds exciting. Should I turn <laughs> fake tan, wear horrible shirts, and have weird hair, and be a massive I mean, Tory? Yeah, it's it's all up to you, George. You're allowed. You can do it. I believe in you. It's very encouraging. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. If we put the effort in, us, the hosts of Brexit Cast, <laughs> can become <laughs> massive Tories who own Weatherspoons. <laughs> It's always always been my dream. I know. Your razors will never be. It's been hard. And your cats will never be so dry. Dry ass pussies. (laughs) Dry (laughs) ass. Yes, it's called the Ben Shapiro, the pub. (laughs) (laughs) God fucking damn it. Um, you know, we should we should go on Dragon's Den. I think we'd make a killing in in some respect. We'd be like, listen, we have so many great ideas, and they would give us all the startup money that we could ever want. Yeah, oh, that's just going to be one of the Harry and Paul sketches with with the Dragon's Den ones they always do, and they're just covered in covered in sweat. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, this is the kitten stomper. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can stamp on kittens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just sweated through three whole different pale pink shirts. <laughs> I'm wearing like a trench coat and I'm sweating through the arms of the trench coat. It's dripping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, listen, I've invented this thing where um, I sell secondhand watch- watches on the street. And I put up my trench coat and it's full of watches, but also just the sweat is dripping down. <laughs> None of the watches work anymore. <laughs> they all, all got water damage. <laughs> and you're also three children underneath it. Uh-huh. Standing on each other's shoulders. Each one wearing a watch. Um, <laughs> pyramids. Pyramids. Who the book? Pyramids. Oh, wow. there's this bit. You the know, end. this really was pyramids. <laughs> this was pyramids. This book really, really was pyramids. There's a bit at the mm. end of this book where it says there's like the bit where... Tepic caps off the necropolis or he Mm. caps off the pyramid and it makes like a lot of light but no sound and then it says only after it had been bathing the necropolis in its impossible brilliance for several seconds did the sound come and it was sound that winds itself up through the bones creeps into every cell of the body and tries with some success to turn the inside out it was too loud to be called noise and this reminded me of and you haven't seen this movie so it won't make sense to you Charlotte but do you know at the okay. end of Rise of Skywalker where suddenly the Emperor goes like sicko mode? <laughs> and he- oh, I have seen Rise of Skywalker. Oh, you have? When did you? Who uh, hasn't yeah. seen it? Charlotte. Yeah, no. Oh. You hadn't seen it for a while, though, had you, Charlotte? No, I didn't watch it until I got very drunk with my parents um, and then I sort of suffered through it. Yeah, no, there's um, there's the bit at the end where the Emperor goes base boosted. Like, he, put, yeah. <laughs> he puts his hands on the <laughs> and there's a moment of silence and then this, like, Skrillex beat like rips in (laughs) 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 and that's what this reminded me of and i'm still still so mad that i've not seen um a bass boosted emperor remix of that scene (laughs) well you know you've got to be the change you want to see in the world that's right Um, i do i think it's up to you (laughs) 
Mm. <laughs> yeah, you've got you've got um, cre- Adobe Creative Cloud. You can do that, uh, Lucy. <laughs> uh, we all, all we are all um, have my Adobe Creative Cloud. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it enables me to do my job, and I'm so grateful. <laughs> because <laughs> my job ain't paying oh <laughs> yeah it's uh the thing is i don't think that comes with an audio editing software because i think i looked before uh, why would you need audio editing software when you have the excellent program audacity which i used to edit with and takes about 10 minutes to perform any action yeah it's like if you zoom out on the tracks and yeah. then the whole program stops Takes responding and I'm like, if I touch my laptop, I will lose it's everything. Gonna, it's going to crash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good software. Listen. It's free. The thing about this podcast is that it's DIY, it's homegrown, we have no money, it's all free software. <laughs> we're, the, we're, the, we're the plucky plucky baseball team that goes to the, the, the finals. Yeah. Yeah, we, we face off film. against Amanda uh in the podcast finals amanda is played by tim curry and <laughs> lucy is played by tom what's his name not tom jones <laughs> yeah tom jones there you go no that got that guy who people think is a pedophile but is actually just the guy from castaway tom hanks oh yeah okay uh, why am i tom hanks i like him but i don't know <laughs> it's, just, it's just something about me and tom hanks it vibes <laughs> there's a vibe mm-hmm I was going to say, yeah, it was going to be us facing off against Amanda with um, her guests, beloved British comedian Lenny Henry, um, and we're going to have to outperform each other on the stage. <laughs> yeah, that was a weird one, Lenny Henry. Why? 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 Why Lenny Henry? What's I? I don't. I don't get that like connection. No, I know. What does he do? Um, <laughs> I, I... <laughs> he hasn't. I don't think he's. Not a really lot. Done anything for he a does. Long time. He does charity gigs. Oh. Um. I was thinking about. It. I mean, we talked about this on the bonus episode, but um, I feel like she just had like an agent or something, or her terrible, like poorly paid, overworked assistant, and got them to like send a bunch of emails to a bunch of agents, and then this was like what they scraped up off the floor of these <laughs> of these guests. Just Lenny Henry. Lenny Henry home like. Yeah, well, I'm not doing anything for the next, like, two months <laughs> as well. <laughs> He's like, well, I haven't got a lot of gigs on at the moment, so, you know, I'll do a podcast with someone who's apparently a famous singer. That sounds interesting. <laughs> well, does anything have anyone to add? Um, let me have a look. Uh, um, I did like that book four of this is called The Book of 101 Things a Boy Can Do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a bit out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. So this whole thing about going forth, uh, Tepic goes forth. The whole book is actually called Pyramids and then brackets the book of going forth. Oh. And at the end, uh, Tepic has like an image of someone writing on a pyramid and it's like, um, it's easy to go forth. It's um, going back again. That's harder. Um, and at the very end, um, once again, Dios goes forth. So it's just a lot of people going forth. Mm-hmm. Mm. Although Dios is also going back again. Yeah. And then forth. Well, true. And then back. And then forth. And then forth. Back and forth. I didn't... This, Which, you this know, was, why don't they go third? This was technically a quote from last week's, but I didn't get to say it. Um, okay. Because I was ill. <laughs> we were a little sick. Ray Winston punched sick. you in the pus-filled ear. Um, 
It was the quote <laughs> that was, um, Dios's hands open and close fitfully. He felt like a royalist might feel. A good royalist. A royalist who cut out pictures <laughs> of all the royals and stuck them in a scrapbook. A royalist who wouldn't hear a word said about them. That they did such a good job that they can't answer back. If suddenly all the royals turned up in his living room and started rearranging the furniture. <laughs> it's really good to me. It's pretty good, yeah. Great mental image. It's literally just that like weird Instagram Catholic like Catholic yeah. Marxist guy was really upset that Barbados was leaving the Commonwealth. <laughs> <laughs> just so like, this like, is an affront to the monarchy. Mum- <laughs> he's having like his VE day celebrations with his apparently mummified grandmother. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and every- everything is fucking Union Jacks. <laughs> so oh, that's so bad. <laughs> That's what being uh, a patriot is. He's so funny as well. He's just like a small, very round, very blue-eyed man just like staring at the camera like his soul is leaving his body. It's extremely good. I do know people like this from my old yeah. school. It was like guys, there was one guy in my school who was like 11 or something. This is a bit later on. We were in the same like elf, like PSHE class. We sat opposite each other because the teachers liked to watch us argue. Um, and, like, he was <laughs> such a, like, royalist, a weird Tory shithead. And it's just, like, at what point... What, isn't it weird to be, like, a 14-year-old and be arguing for the death penalty? Which was, like, every conversation we ended up having was him being like, well, actually, I think we should bring back hanging. And it's like, you're, you're not even allowed to drive yet. <laughs> Steady on. His mum boils his carrots for tea, and it's like, yes, we should execute them. <laughs> uh, I think he's running as a Tory councillor now. So, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> well, don't worry. It's now it's now illegal in England to teach uh, any any anti capitalist ideas. Oh, so that's fun. Did you That's see that? Yeah. Yeah. Also, also, it's going to be legal for MI5 to do uh, to break laws, secret crimes, um, and police. It wasn't. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't just MI5. It probably already was. It was MI5, police, border force, immigration. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, just like America then. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just like here, <laughs> uh, but saying the quiet part out well, loud. Yeah, yeah but like, yeah. I'm pretty sure that was like already true. You know, it's just. Oh, and mm. also, and also, um, seeing as we just us ranting about British stuff, uh, the government <laughs> pushing forward a bill to protect soldiers who've committed war crimes from being convicted or in any way punished for committing war crimes. And mm-hmm. I, I liked what? it. I liked it best where Labour was like, "We're going to abstain on this so that we can appeal to yeah. the centre um, because they don't have spines." And then, um, obviously, they're being ridiculed by both sides now because. <laughs> mm. And they use it as an opportunity just to um, purge more left-wingers from the Shadow Cabinet. Uh, yeah, because they love but, it. Yeah, because the Shadow Cabinets were like... So the, some of the left-wingers were like, um, like Nadia Whittam, I think. Yeah. They were like, oh, yeah. maybe, maybe we should actually have the rule of law. <laughs> 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 and the ex-director of public pro- prosecutions, Keir Starmer, was like, no, we can't have the rule of law. <laughs> That's threatening to our, our base. Keir Starmer said, actually, war crimes are really cool. Look, all of all of those people crawling away, like wounded from the British, the, like the paratroopers on Bloody Sunday, they they deserve mm-hmm. to be shot in the back. Mm-hmm. 
apparently. It was fine. <sighs> oh, and <laughs> just becoming British, <laughs> British, the British trio. No, but they're like the fact Keir Starmer's inviting wealthy cast. donors who dropped out when Corbyn was in charge back with like Patreon level tier promises. <laughs> He's like, if you donate this much, you'll get to come to exclusive Labour Party donor dinners. And it's like, this isn't a Patreon oh. tier, Keir. Listen, if you date a certain, if you donate a certain amount to the Labour, um, to the Labour Party, they will shout your name out at Prime Minister's <laughs> Question Time. <laughs> Fuck, I would hate that. <laughs> yeah, they all get an exclusive T-shirt with Keir Starmer's hammy face on. <laughs> it's perfectly square head. <laughs> someone, just, I think someone just sprays his hair on every morning, three like D printed onto this like lump of gammon. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't move it's like all those um vo5 adverts where it used to be footballers bouncing yes. balls off their perfectly gelled hair and their hair wouldn't even dent one inch because they're basically uh-huh. putting like liquid cement into it you know in um com- you know in community where it's got pierce's dad and his hair is like just made of ivory <laughs> <laughs> literal ivory yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like that <laughs> uh, well um you know but it's okay because i read a, a, a guardian piece by andrew ronsley that said he's serious about power <laughs> he's serious about power um which well, i'm is serious good. about power which is why I'm, I'm serious about the concept of power yeah. <laughs> power exists <laughs> that's why i'm gonna just wave at it as it goes past me <laughs> yeah but you know there was uh-huh. never there was never like uh, an election in the past uh, five years where Labour got really close to actually winning power with a radical manifesto. Listen. Well, it wasn't even that radical, but, you know, that didn't happen. Do you know who takes, do you know who takes power seriously? Uh, Dios, the high priest. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you think about it, Dios is kind of the Keir Starmer of the Jelly Baby. I mean, in a way. Yeah, proceduralism. <laughs> It's like, you know, you, you concentrate on the ritual of things and then that keeps everything running more or less the same and nothing gets better. <laughs> <laughs> we can't talk anymore about British politics. So I'm, I'm leading the discussion. Okay. Um, and another thing. Uh-huh. What kind yeah. of a name is Keir? Um, <laughs> the, the, the first leader of the Labour Party had the same name. Really? Yeah, Keir Hardy. Oh. Bet, bet. But he was like a socialist, though. Yeah. Um, this is a, time is cyclical. This is like the first and last kings of Rome being called Superbus. Also, Owen Jones's cat. Superbus is a good name. Oh, of course, it's Owen Jones's cat. That's very funny. Pa- <laughs> Patreon tier, a new Patreon tier. If we reach that, um, we will buy Owen Jones a Kalashnikov. He wouldn't use it. No, he'd, <laughs> uh, he'd report a, us to police for buying a Kalashnikov. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Owen Jones would just snitch on us here. you like, these people sent me a Kalashnikov. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, to be honest, there's probably people outside his house stealing his posts, so it will never get to him anyway. Mm. I mean, yeah, we shouldn't joke. Like, he generally does get a lot of death threats yeah. in the far right. And, and gets yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's why he should accept the Kalashnikov we give him. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Let's, okay. Yeah. Um, back out of our British brain bowl. So, um, yeah, this has been Trash Future. Um, <laughs> yeah, Trash, Trash Future. Trash, Trashier Future. <laughs> yeah. 
I, yeah, I like the idea of Sort and Ephibi both simultaneously creating big wooden horses and then both hiding in it and just like waiting for something to happen. Yeah. It's just really <laughs> it's good that they're both like, funny. fuck, I really don't want to go to war, but I guess we have to. <laughs> yeah. They're like, it's like narrative determinism. It's like you just sort of, you know, logic takes mm. you in the place where you have to have a war. Um, it's just how it is. Mm-hmm. It's, quite, it's, uh, it's pretty thematic for the whole book of just like tradition being uh, like calcified in that whole area. You know, they're all every, everyone's yeah. just following through the motions because that's how it's done. Yeah. Yeah. Dios does the same ritual every single day for 7,000 years, but actually longer because he's in a time loop. And um, as soon as they have the opportunity, if you and sort have to go to war because it's just what they do. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's I wish part. wars were actually like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wish we could just be in big horses and then go home. Mm. Uh, but instead the british government is selling horses that they drop on yemeni (laughs) okay we gotta stop george Um, i can't stop it's it's so hard to not talk about it i know it's just i know distressingly but we have to not because this is our funny podcast in which we talk about sir terry pratchett except no sir who was prime minister when this was written is it Major? Uh, uh, is it, Thatcher? Is Thatcher or John Major, probably. I, I don't know quite when it was written. I feel like it's Major. I think Thatcher was a little earlier. Oh, epic bacon, guys. We got 89. him. Donald Trump's tax returns have been published. Oh, oh hell yeah. That's going to change everyone's minds. <laughs> I thought he was all right. Oh, but yeah, and now I've seen that he didn't declare something on his taxes, which is that's made up my mind. <laughs> <laughs> He paid he paid seven hundred and fifty pounds in income tax in twenty sixteen and twenty seventeen. Wow. <laughs> That's incredible. That's I pay more I pay more than that in council tax and I earn under fifteen K. Yeah, I was gonna say I was being absolutely <laughs> stripped bare by council tax and I pay way more than that last year. Holy oh it's shit. so fucking bad. Seven hundred and fifty pounds. <laughs> How do you figure that out? I would like to know. <laughs> Uh, accountants. Yeah. You have to be able to afford an mm-hmm. accountant. That's the catch. Like, Tarclasp um, 2A, who is an accountant, or is it 2B? I can't remember. 2B 2A. is the accountant. 2A or not okay. 2B? No. 2B, exactly. Um, no, it was it was Thatcher who was Prime Minister when this came ah. out. What, what interesting. Year was it? 89. 89. Financialization was well along the way then, so... That makes yeah. it kind of interesting when you look at the um, the middle section of this book when they're talking about the workers' rights for the pyramid builders. <laughs> they should have joined oh, well. a union. Yeah. <laughs> but also, you know, they um, this book ends with um, the Tarclasp being like, ah, oh, we can... I'm being sent to do all the palace accounts. And he's like, yes, I'm going to create all these, um, these new levies and trade fees and stuff. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. interesting. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. Although they will get plumbing, which is pretty good. Plumbing's pretty good. Love Ooh. to have plumbing. <laughs> I'd be very sad if I didn't have plumbing. Yeah. Where would I think? <laughs> um, <laughs> well, you think, but you just think over a large hole full of shit. Yeah, so it would be, like, uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I would be like, this is bad. And sometimes they explode. Mm-hmm. Wait, really? Is um, that just from the heat? From se- the gases. Sewer so, so gas um. can go boom, yeah. Mm. Yeah. If it gets hot and then 
it's got all the gases then it can it can set fire and explode yeah um they're like how dios how can you have lived for seven thousand years and he's like seven thousand years is just one day at a time and that's how i feel during lockdown <laughs> <laughs> put that on a, po- on a motivational poster and stick it on the wall <laughs> uh-huh. so how did we feel about tracy at the end of this book mm. I think it's very funny that she was like, no, it's fine that you're my brother. I still want to fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Tepic's pretty hot. Like, Yeah. <laughs> I don't say to be fair. Too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but not, not, not less inbred if they're literally brother and sister. <laughs> hey, half bro- brother and sister. It's yeah. fine. Uh, probably... <laughs> They sh- <laughs> it's not they share an incredibly uh, inbred father I think she's interesting I like that she does become queen in the end mm. and they're like mm. her hereditary comes through and she gets more queenly yeah yeah what do we feel about this whole hereditary business gang he, he uses it a lot I don't think it's real <laughs> no but then she has been close to kings for a long time and she has been brought up almost by by the by her father, who was the king, but just in a different role. So I imagine she'd also sort of, you know, she could have also. It, it could be argued that she has been um, she's learned learned that way. It's it's not just um, uh, it's it's yeah. nurture. It's nurture as well that she knows how kings act. Also, she just like doesn't want to have to deal with all the bullshit that all the other kings have done, where they just sort of go along with what the high priest says. She's like, nah. Mm, they got a they got a shit high priest now, which is much better than having a good one. Yeah, you said there's a lot to learn from a bad advisor. <laughs> <laughs> well, is that everything? I think so. Hmm. I think it might be. Then I think we should we should take it to the end. Mm. I guess. I if there's nothing to add. This was yes. pretty good. Was this was pretty a pretty good book. Yeah, I really enjoyed this one. I really liked it. Very clever. Yeah. Very clever. So what are, what are we on next? Because it's Guards, Guards next. Well... But obviously we've done that. <laughs> we've done Guards, Guards, we, we so really we're skipping guards. that. And we're... we're no. <laughs> um, and we're going straight to Eric. <laughs> Everyone's favourite, according to Goodreads. Faust crossed out Eric. <laughs> Janosch hates Eric, so this should be fun. <laughs> It'd be very funny. Um, and then we're back into the ones yeah. that I have not read before at that point. So have you? What have you read? Have you read Eric? No, uh, after Guards, one? Guards, I haven't okay. read any of them apart from the first third of. Uh, oh shit! That's uh, cool. Gun book. <laughs> What's it called? Men yeah. at Arms. <laughs> Men at Arms. Yeah. So this will be my first time reading Eric. Damn. Damn. Faust. My first time reading Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. <laughs> I'm going to have to stop good. myself from just really saying Faust that. every time it's Faust. Um, I think it's quite short. I think we might be doing it in one episode because yeah. you can just like read through yes. it. And that way we don't have to spend two episodes talking about like very short chapters of F- F- Eric Faust. It'll be um, good. I think... Um, yeah. Did he write it for like a world book day or something? Because it's, it's like that kind of size of book. Mm. Um... Yeah, it's like the size of books you don't used to get in cereal boxes. Yeah, exactly. Wait, you got books in cereal boxes? <laughs> yeah. They yeah. Like, um, I don't think... Adaption. We never got that kind of cereal. Aww. I think we just ate, we just ate oats in milk. 
That's oh my god, George. So yeah. What did what did you read during the morning if you weren't reading the back of cereal boxes as you very very tiredly ate your Weetabix? Mm. Like loads of um, like books. <laughs> Good books, not nutritional information mm. about Wheaties. I love to eat my oats in milk at like fucking six in the morning because they make us get up a stupid time and it's like a 45 minute bus journey to school and it's still dark Mm -hmm. because it's january and then man that takes you go down to the bus stop and it's like minus three and you but you're wearing school uniform and no one wears a coat so you don't wear a coat (laughs) those were the days you can just feel yourself shivering through like the awful polyester of your uniform yeah, I used to just wear like my shitty school branded fleece all the time um, until I was like, maybe I should be cool and started wearing my big black jackets, which I still wear. Um, <laughs> so it's very, it's it's weird that every single study about children's um, mental health and capabilities is like, yeah, kids need to get up at like 10. Um, and every yeah. single study says this. And yet schools are like, Oh, I think that we'll start at eight. <laughs> yeah, and I lived out of catchment and had to get up at six thirty to catch a bus, which then took forty-five minutes to get to school. Mm-hmm. So it's just fine. That's good. Um, anyway, yeah. So next week we'll be reading Eric, which I will say Starburst called it a series of hilarious pokes at the cliche that is hell. <laughs> the cliche that is hell. <laughs> Uh, Gardner Dovois, conversely, Dovois, conversely considered it downright bad. The only Discworld book he actively disliked and had to read. That's the Yanosh <laughs> opinion. Downright bad. I am. Um, is book. hell a cliche? I don't know if hell is a cliche. I'm not sure that's what you call it. There's a lot of cliched ways of display of uh, portraying hell. Yeah. It does have those. But, yeah, but the hell itself isn't a cliche, you know? No. It's like, ugh, this religion has a hell cliche. Yeah. It's like, hell is other people. That's uh, gauche. Mm. Yeah. That's repetitive. <laughs> I d- it's a gauche. Or is it goth? Um, <laughs> yeah, so I will end this by saying uh, if you want to listen to more of our content, you can donate to our Patreon. At the Patrick Rothfuss hate tier, which is one currency, and you get access to all our bonus content, including chats and internet investigations and reading a lot of terrible Amazon books and having a great old time. We will be relentlessly rude to you until you give us money. <laughs> mm-hmm. Charlotte says all sorts of awful things and quite awful slurs she's used, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I use all the slurs. But you're all very well. Um, <laughs> I say Chile, <laughs> Nigel. Uh, I say Dolba. I hate women. Um, I talk about homophobic meatballs all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, that is true. Yeah. Um, or you can donate five pounds uh, a month or five whatevers, and we will read out your name in this our podcast. <laughs> um, and Janos normally reads them out, but he's not here. He's so does anyone else want? Does anyone else want to read them out? I can read them out. Okay, here they are. I Let can't me just read. send them. There we go. Slime Simon. Thank Wait, you. Wait, go- I was going to... Oh. You can do the next one. <laughs> Boyfriend of the show, <laughs> Hank the Tank. <laughs> Milk Succubus. Thank you. Justin Crandall. Cheers. Evan DM. Thank you very much. Rise and grind memes for side-hustling teens. 
Tar. That was that was beautiful. Thank you, both of you. That's all right, um, pet. This has been the shipping podcast. <laughs> um, I'm thinking about becoming Northern. You have to go to Durham University to be Northern. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um, also you can join our Discord and just chat to us if you want or chat to other people. We seem to mostly talk about Homestuck and weed, but I'm sure... <laughs> That there's lots of other conversations that we have that you will enjoy. Sometimes mushrooms. Start. Mm-hmm. Sometimes mushrooms, which is also good. It's very fun. Everyone's very lovely, and so you should you should join. Link in the description. But other than that, that that's us. Uh, we'll mm. we'll see you next week. Yeah. Thanks for this one, gamers. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, gamers. Uh, thanks for listening to Brexit Cast. Um, <laughs> thanks, lads. <laughs> Next week, we might let Janosch back on, <laughs> even though he's European and therefore bad. Terrible. Very unpatriotic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's not very. He's not very good at being British. He should be better at it. This isn't um, what I personally fought the war for. Uh-huh. When I fought the Second World War. I, I personally defeated the Luftwaffe. <laughs> um, I threw a rock at it and it fell out the sky. Um... <laughs> Um, I think it would be good next week if we try and get Janosch to do his best British accent. Yeah, that sounds good. Mm. I'll just bully him. <laughs> That'd be good. That'd be very good. I think that sounds that sounds good. Go, um, British boy, go. Okay. Um, yeah. So <laughs> until until next week. Um, Stan. 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 Rinse flower. Weather. Stan Nigel. Nanny Gog. Yeah. Ship that. Um, do we have something for pyramids? We haven't really come up with a pyramids thing. Uh, Stan Chidder? Uh, it's kind of, yeah, Stan um, Chidder. Camels, camels, camels are more important than pyramids. I do I do think Stan Chidder. I also think um, Tepic, top 10, hottest pharaohs under 30. Okay. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, uh, don't forget your, to buy yogurt for the Congress of Small Dog and Two Biscuits. Mm-hmm. Don't live in a pyramid. Sounds shit. Um, bury it yourself at sea. Um, yeah. And beyond strong in the arm is my nuncle. He's our nuncle. He's my nuncle and your nuncle and all of our nuncles under the sky. Your faith. Your faith. Gunkle. Uh, bye. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. listening to a good episode productions network podcast see the website for more details